The class is in memory of Jared Orchen, and we are learning today the after of Parshat Lech Lecha, and this is the parsha of this week. It will be found on page 1377, it's from the book of Isaiah, the end of chapter 40, and the majority part of chapter 41. Who is Abraham? What's unique about Abraham? The first Jew. Why is he the first Jew? He's the that's first the person that's recorded to have uh, been monotheistic in the, uh, you know, after the floods. Why get chosen Abraham? Because he was monotheistic. Yeah, but there were other people believed. He God. searched after Hashem even without any. You know, there is a first to rediscover God. This okay. week came out a movie from Mel Gibson. Yeah, actually. See, I'm so up to date. Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it myself. I have wow. to look in the mirror to both. What's about that movie? It came out with a movie about the first uh, a, a guy who, who refused to carry weapon right. in the army in World War II. His name was Dosment Sigmund something. He's a Jewish remember. boy. No, he's not Jewish. Yeah. No. Mormon. No, he's Mormon. He was a Mormon? No, 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 no. That's no. what I heard. No, I just uh, I read a story about him. I didn't know. I'm sorry. I didn't see the movie, but I read the story. Then the story is, he was, when he was a little child, his parents, his father bought in a garage sale a picture of the Ten Commandments. Depicting the Ten Commandments. Every commandment had a picture. And the Do Not Kill was written was a picture of Cain killing Abel. And as a child, he used to pull the chair, get up to look in the pictures. And he couldn't understand how a brother can kill his other brother. He never, and that's made in him such an impression that they decided that they will never kill anybody. And he was a part of the church, the seven days, the people who observe Shabbat. Yeah, yeah. Came World War II. He, didn't, he, could, he could escape the, the army. He didn't want to. He wanted to go to serve the people. Can you imagine you going to the army and you say you don't want to wear, wear you, you cannot touch a weapon? <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing you can ever hear in your life. Yeah. He entered the army and they didn't want to hear from him, but they couldn't because he has these religious beliefs. They finally accepted him. And he said he wants to be a paramedic. They put him in a paramedic unit. Then, then just to pressure him into changing his mind, they put him in a regular unit. He was abused to death by his friends and by everybody else for not being ready to carry weapon. They looked at him as he's lazy. He's not ready to fight. And the stories about how much he suffers is just unbelievable. And he didn't work on Saturday. That Sunday, they gave him all the dirty jobs to clean the toilet, to clean the kitchen. His hands were swollen from washing so much. And every time it came to a new, to a new uh, officer, he gave him hell again, all over again. Tested them and skipped them and no, I will not. They finally came to a point that tried to throw him out from the army for the, for, as, a, as a, it's not a insanity. And it went to such high levels that they said, no, you cannot do it. It's against the Congress, the order of Congress that you have to give religious people the right to do the religion. For two and a half years, he was in the army in America from place to place, being abused every day for his, for his beliefs. 
And one time the guy, asked, uh, one of the officers told them, I don't want to see you in my side if you don't want to have a weapon. Then they went to Japan. And they end up in the in the island, the Perf- I don't know where, Aikawa, Ica- whatever it is. Okinawa? Okinawa. Uh-huh. Thank you for, for pronouncing the name. Even. <laughs> <laughs> they went there, and it was a big mountain, and they had to conquer this mountain because it controlled the whole area. I mean, I, 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 I read it, I was able to understand it because Israel had the same type of things. And they were conquering it during the day, and at night, the... Japanese used to barrage them with fire, kill everybody, all the rest of them were used to run away. And the, and the others came, you have to conquer it, no matter what, again and again. The full time it was such a barrage of fire, they all run away. 75 soldiers, were, injured soldiers were left on the top of the mountain. Now the way to go up from the bottom to the top, there was no way to climb. They had a rope that used to climb 70, 75 feet. That's how deep it was. Everybody ran away, and one guy decided he's not going to let, he was a paramedic, to let his friends to die. That he went and he, and he made, he, made the, he fixed the ropes, whatever it is, and one by one he slept them from up and he rolled them down. Everyone separately. And even there, it wasn't like everybody was by the edges to slap them under fire. They were firing a whole night, they were bombing them, grenades, everything. And used to, in the dark, used to slap them, used to be on the floor and slap the, the injured person all the way to the edge, then put them on the rope, then go, sometimes go down with them. For 12 hours, 75 people he brought down, yeah. all of them. And he said every time he thought to himself, God, just help me. One more, just one more, just one more. And he brought them all down. Yeah. And later he was injured. One of the people that he saved was this officer who told him, I don't want you to be at my side without weapon. Mm-hmm. Eric Truman later gave him a, a, the highest level of medal what he can get in the army. She, he shook his hand and he told him, but I'm president, it's nothing what you did, that's something special. Now, why I'm telling you the stories? I don't know to see movies, to run, to run your movies, I don't run your story, <laughs> to support Mel Gibson, I'll tell you why. Because a little bit, it's the story of Abraham. To be, the, to be in the army without weapon is like being an Abraham and believing in God in the time of a world of idols. The old world worships idols. Come say Abraham, it's believing in God. It's being in the army without a weapon. It's the most ridiculous thing you can, you can imagine. But if you have faith, the rest of the world today, is, I mean, the most of the world believes in Abraham's belief. Abraham was able to conquer the world, and not only Judaism, Judaism, Christianity, Islam, all three religions are all a Jewish, are all believing in God. Just a side point, I just saw an interview with... Uh, um, I forgot Goldberg, I think his name, uh, a reporter from the New York Times. He was close to the Rebbe. So one day he gets a telephone from the Rebbe secretary that the Rebbe wrote a, read an article from him in the New York Times and he wrote, the Judo-Christian culture, the Jewish, in America, that he said, the Rebbe says, why not the Judo-Christian Islam, Muslim culture? Why you don't include them too? <laughs> Talk about 35 years ago. If you'll include them, Everybody didn't tell them why, but they said they're also a part of it. 
In any case, the point is that Abraham was a man who discovered God on his own. There will be other people who believed in God. But to discover God on your own, that was not existing. He was not born in a religious home. His father not told him, let's go to shul. Somebody on his own, without any background, a house of idol worshippers, and a neighborhood of idol worshippers, a city, a country. And on his own, he started to think, well, it must be there is something more than this garbage. And little by little, he came to the belief, and he developed a love to God. And this love, that's what it's all about. And that's what the Aftorah really is talking about. The love that Abraham had to God. In the Parsha, it's more, Abraham is more a servant of God. You know what I mean? It's like obeying. But what was the driver? What, was, what pushed everything? What motivated Abraham for 10 tests? He had an unbelievable, a fiery love to God. He was like running, like water goes after, goes, you cannot stop it. That was Abraham. No matter how much God almost pushed him back, he went further and further. And that's, that's what you see, we, we are seeing in the, in the prayers in the Amida. Listen, Mark, that's important. You never heard this, right? We say the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. How we finish the first blessing? Shield of Abraham. We finish the, sh- the shield of Abraham. Again, Abraham. We finished only with Abraham. We started with all three. We finished only with Abraham. Why? Number one. Because it's all about Abraham. Without the, what, what Isaac gives you, Isaac gives you more fear of God. Jacob gives us a combination of love and fear. No. But without Abraham, without kindness and love to God, we go nowhere. That's the foundation of the Jewish. If you want to have a relationship with God, it has to be a relationship built on love. Then you'll be excited. Not of guilt. In America, it's all, I feel guilty, I feel guilty, I go to show. That's why it's going in drought, because guilt doesn't go too far. How far can you go out in guilt? Can you live in guilt? Do one more, one more, one more. Time people tell me you guilt me into it. I really don't guilt people into it. I mean, from time to time, I have no choice, you know. Happy <laughs> <laughs> people don't understand another language. But the goal is to inspire them, not to feel, make them feel guilty. Hasidism is all about making, loving God, making people love God. Not about making them fear God, not making them guilty, not, none of it. It's about loving God. And when you have the love, a person who is in love with a different person, he thinks about that, he's sleeping about that, he's eating death, he's in love. And you, you have, you, or you discover, even when you're in love, you discover a new, came up with a new idea, a new business, and you're all wrapped up about that. You, are, you eat and sleep this. That's what God, that's what the Jewish person, Chosib, he thinks about the Rebbe. The Rebbe didn't have any force, any power. He wasn't an authority, he didn't have any, any police. But he has this, he tells you what he thinks, you wonder. I told somebody, I have a big picture in my house of a bringing by the Rebbe, a gathering, thousands of people stacking themselves into the room. I told somebody, I showed them a picture, he said, I told them, nobody here was forced to be there. They wanted to be there. 
hours and hours the rabbi has to speak. He has to go to Fabrini, to go at, uh, a speech and then singing a speech. Hours, long about six, seven hours. In the early years, it was the one Fabrini was 10, 11 hours. It was unbelievable. And, and you squish and you fight and you push. And I used to go, by, in my time, the Fabrini was about three hours, three and a half hours. I used to go to sleep after that. I mean, it was, you, couldn't, you, you were so exhausted, you couldn't move later. But it's all about love. That's what the Abraham is all about. Abraham taught us the love of God. Other religions are built more on fear, more on guilt, more on this. The guilt comes from other religion, not on the Jewish religion. Jewish religion is not building, uh, building guilt. It's building love. Abraham was the, the example for now we'll read a little bit from inside. Go ahead. So, so, so why does it say in the morning prayers it talks about the fear of God? You know, to understand. Where, 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 where. No, in, in what, in what, what do you mean? In, in, in a sitter, when, when you're it's starting. It's written also love of God. It's written both. And, love, but, but, and fear, right? And there's a balance. You're, I don't say we don't need fear. And, and I'm not saying fear to be fear. I don't think no, no, I, mean, I don't say you don't have to have the respect and the awe of God. Right. I'm just saying that the age engine that drives the is, Jew is the love. Is the love. Right. That's what I'm and, and that's, uh, For sure we need fear, absolutely. That's why we have fear. Because that's the balance. Yeah, because I, 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 I told many, many years ago, somebody asked me, sure, well, if you, why love is not enough? I told them, you love your wife. Yes, but you fear her too, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true, you need the balance. <laughs> you must have fear. It doesn't work with love. Because love alone, you can do for somebody you love. Oh, I bought you this, I love you. Don't tell me what you bought for me because you love me. Do what I ask of you. Respect me. Respect is the fear side. God asks us to light candles in a certain time. Respect the wishes of God. If I only love him, I light candles when I want. Understand? Love alone can, too, can push you too far. But the drive, the force that drives the religion is love. That's what it's all about. What is this if not after, after a holocaust, Jews became religious and even some, not, not, some people became even more religious. What is it if not a, an expression of love? I have an uncle who is probably 92 now, 93. He was in the pit when they shot everybody to death. He was in the pit and he made himself dead and he came out alive and he pulled himself out. He was blood until here. He, came, he was three times in the end of the, after doing the war, my grandfather and him, they, it was a nephew and uncle. They didn't see each other. One day, he, said, he knocked on my grandfather's door. My grandfather, for a minute, didn't recognize him. He became so old. He was 16 years old. He already looked like he's 20 or 25, whatever. They hugged each other. He said, to them, who was left? I told them, nobody. I'm the only one from a whole family. Nothing was left. And this uncle is strong and stubborn and as religious as you can get. But that's not because of fear of God. He loves God. He, then the, the Jewish people after the Holocaust, made one statement, that they love God no matter what. If you think about it, no matter what. What do you mind to read for us? Yaakov, why do you say in Israel, why do you declare my way of serving God has been hidden from and ignored by God? And my judgment passes unrewarded from my God. This is in the middle of a chapter the beginning of this chapter is the Aftorah of Shabbat Nachamu, the Shabbos after Tishabov. 
very comforting of Torah. This continues the con comforting of the Torah that says to Jacob and Israel, the Jewish people have two names, Jacob and Israel. Jacob is the lower name, Israel is the higher name, right? Mm -hmm. Jacob represents the ill, Yaakov is Ekev the ill, Israel yes. comes from the word Rosh, Li Rosh. In the word Israel, there is the word Rosh. The letters of the word Rosh. Rosh means Ed. Then, during the week we are Jacob, and Shabbos we are Israel. When we are a little higher, we are Israel. When we start to be a little fakvetched, we are Jacob. Every time when God wants to give a compliment to the Jewish people, he says, Israel! And the Jewish people are a little, he says, Jacob. That he says, what are you quetching Jacob and Israel that you say God doesn't remember you and doesn't know you and doesn't give you reward for you? You are not recognized. Don't you know? Don't you know from your own mind even, if you have not heard from your teachers that God is an everlasting God, the creator of the entire world from end to end, he does not become tired or weary and fluctuate in his performance, so you reward your reward will definitely come, but there is no comprehension of his wisdom as to why he delays it. Okay, this line is the connection to the Parsha also. Don't you know from your own mind that God is, is greater than everything and we cannot understand him and he, and he is over everlasting and he will reward you? Abraham also knew it from his own mind. You don't have to be, you don't have to go to Hadar to understand that God is above everything. That's what the prophet is really telling them. And he never gets tired. Human beings come and go. God never gets tired. Not only that. No, continue, number 29. The time will come when he gives strength to the weary people of Israel and increases power to those without strength. The nations of the world who are now strong, like young men, will become tired and weary. Arid, their young bachelors, will repeatedly stumble. But those who place their hope in God will regain their strength. And grow okay, let's stop in the middle of the line. Here what he says is like this. God, people are human beings. The strongest nation, the strongest people can get tired. God doesn't get tired ever. He's unlimited, right? And who is going to get the strength? But those who place their hope in God will regain strength. Those who have hope in God We'll get the we'll, God, the Rebbe once said it, I remember that like now. He says the God exchanges their strength with his strength. Understand? When I am connecting to God, when I do the work of God, God says, give me your strength. I'll give you my strength. Not a good deal? Tell me. People think that they do and they accomplish. The truth is the moment you do the work of God, God is working through your end. The people who have faith in God, who believe in, who hope in God, have hope in God, they exchange their strength. It's God is changing, is exchanging their strength. Therefore, they can have new strength and more strength. That's why it's so tzaddikim that they did things that beyond their own strength. It's impossible for a human being to accomplish it. Moshe raised the Mishkan. Even, even Moses, or, yeah. Or, or, or even the story of uh, the rabbi who rolls the... Uh, the, the stone. That's with, he does it with the angels, but or whatever. With the angels, that's different. Yeah. But the idea is that when I, when we have faith in God, the Jewish people, they, as a nation, he talks here as a nation also, collective. What was what was six day war? What was Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur war? What was the existence of Israel mm. compared to other nations? They are the stronger ones. 
But God says you're exchanging, you're walking with my strength, not with your strength. What are you getting worried about? It's my power, not your power. So again, does this go back to trusting God's promises? Absolutely. Absolutely. Same, same theme from the part. Absolutely, okay. yeah. Yes. Um, it's also because, you know, Abraham went to war against the four, four kings in the parasha. There is a story that Abraham went to save Lot. Right. That he went against a whole army to save Lot. Where is Abraham with a small little army of 318 men and was able to conquer and to do such things because he was connected to God? Are those 318 men the, the people he took from Haran with him? Could be, maybe. It was his soldiers. I don't know where he picked them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they were, they were, he had a private army. Abraham was a very rich man, a very powerful guy. He probably got them from Greece long <laughs> before. At least with the Navy SEALs or something like that. Right? The NFL got them <laughs> Okay, just finish this, this verse. Okay. They will run to their land and not become weary. They will walk and not get tired. The Jewish people will walk and not get tired. Um, there is a sign, there is a, 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 a slogan in Israel um, that people, the, the eternal nation is not afraid of a long way. They talk about conquering the land of Israel, settling. We'll take longer, we'll take longer. We're here for good. So we can accomplish this generation, we'll accomplish the next generation. We are not going anywhere. But we have the whole time in the world. Yeah, we want to accomplish as much as we can. But we have time. Go, we'll go. We'll never get tired. The Jewish people never got tired. And if they got tired in one nation, in one country, the Jews in the other country made sure they don't get tired. It's the Jewish people are like the sun to a point. The sun is always rising, the question is shining. The question is which country, which place. And when the sun was not shining in Europe, it shined in America. It was always a continuation. You never get that. Go ahead. What's it mean here? It says, it says, uh, and, uh, it says, those who place their hope in God will regain their strength and grow wings like eagles. But then he says they will run to their land and not become weary. They yeah. will walk in the... So he's talking about growing wings, which I must mean something, and yet they're going to run. Flying or running or walking. It's all progression. Well, it's they a, will, it's a, it's you see, it speaks about flying, then it speaks about running, then it speaks about walking. So it's a reverse in speed. I mean, you know. You're right. It's an interesting. Could be there is some. It could be there's somebody. There is some commentary to it. The, the order of the things. I think I saw something. I don't remember what. I saw many things. I don't remember. But I, the, the idea is the all three expressions, the all three levels of walking will be there. Yes, there is people who are flying, there are people who are running, there are people who are walking. I would say like this. If we give my commentary, it's like this: the people who don't deserve it so much will be walking. The people who deserve it more will be running. The people who deserve it even more will be flying. Where I'm taking this commentary, I'll tell you from where. But it could be the opposite, but it is my, I'm not telling you, it's not going to think it's my commentary. <laughs> I'm not writing a book, I'm just saying. Um, it's written about the manna. The manna is to go down in the desert. Then the Talmud says, for the righteous people, the manna came by the door. close. For the people who are not so righteous, it was outside, it to go a little far. And for the people who are very not righteous, it was outside, it to schlep all the way there. Yeah. And the same idea is here. The people who are righteous will fly to Israel. The people who are not so righteous have to run. People who are less righteous will walk, they'll make it. They'll make it. 
Eventually, everybody will make it. That's what he really says. Until now, it was chapter 40. Now it starts chapter 41. It's a continuation of Death Torah. Who awakened Avraham when he was in the East to leave his home and despise uh, idolatry? Everywhere that he had trod, he preached righteousness. Now you missed the paragraph. Where were we? 41. Oh, you're right. You who live in the islands, be silent and listen to me. Let the nations muster their strength to defend themselves before me. First, let them come and listen to my uh, prosecution, and then they can speak. If they have indeed had anything to say in their defense, then the nations and I will debate together to judge their claims that I am unable to save my people. Okay, it's like, it's like God is taking the nations of the world to court. Let's talk. Let's see who is right. Let's see who could, who could not help his people. And then we'll see who, who, who wins this argument. The, the accusation is all the nations are saying, oh, you, you can't do anything because look, your people are in slavery. Yeah, what, 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 what did the nations of the world say? If you're the, the chosen people, here's the, here's the, why is God not saving you? You see, the Holocaust was, uh, was very good for the theology of others. Oh, you see, they're not the chosen people. And the Jews came out on the Holocaust and they went to Israel and the whole thing. That, uh, the renaissance of the Jewish people over the world, suddenly, hey, the theology doesn't work. But that's exactly what God is saying, is the prophet is saying here. God is saying, come, 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 come to court, let's talk about it. And then he starts number two. Who awakened Abraham when he was in the east to leave his home and despise idolatry? Everywhere that he tried, he preached righteousness demanding that people abandon their idols and believe in God. Who is the one that placed nations before him and enabled him to dominate four mighty kings? Those killed by his sword were as numerous as the dust, and his bow killed many people, like piles of beaten straw. Basically, God is taking credit. He says, oh, woke up Abraham to start to research for God. You see, Abraham started on his own, but ultimately... Who put it in his head to start? Who created such a human being that want to know about God? See, here from this point, you can never take credit for anything. Every time people say, oh, look how you did for God, God owes me one. The Medrash says, God tells a person, so to speak, oh, you put, I, God, I put up a mezuzah. God tells him, really? Who, put that, who gave you a dough to put up a mezuzah? <laughs> God, I'm keeping kosher. Really? Who gave you tea to eat it? And money to buy the food. That no matter what you say to God, you're on the, you're on the wrong side. It's almost like a child says to a parent, look what I did, and I saved money. <laughs> Don't tell me you're making for me money. When you live under your own roof and you pay everything, then, you, then it's your money, then you save, then you did. You, you can never, your parents can never owe you. You always owe, owe them automatically. The same thing is with, with God. Why is it with parents? Because it's a reflection of what's God. Then that's what God is saying. Who, who, made, who made it? all of this, that Abraham should be so successful and should believe in God and should be able to conquer the, 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 the other kings and so on. Number three. He pursued them and passed... No. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, um, he pursued them and passed through in peace. Uh, though it was a path where his feet had never tread, 
Who caused and orchestrated this for him, the one who calls and designates the time and place of each generation from before they are born? I, God, am the first one before all the generations, and I am the same one who remains with the last generations. God says, who did it if not the one God? How God describes himself, so to speak? The one is before all the generations. Plans the generations. And then is there after them. And basically, God says, in my view, I can see everything. I not only can see it, I'm making it happen. All the generations. He reads the generations. He calls the generations. He creates it. He creates the future. Every, historians know the past. God knows the future. It's all different. It's all different story. That's what prophets are. Prophet tells you the future, not the past. The past time coming, I can I can say too. It's the future. That's what the accomplishment. Number um, five. five. Thank you. The inhabitants of the distant islands saw the miracles that I performed for Abraham, and became frightened. Even the ones who live at the ends of the earth became terrified. They drew near and came to Abraham, not to wage war, but merely to beg for their captives. Then the miracles of Abraham were known even in the islands. Everybody knew about them. Not only the people, not in the main cities only, but from everywhere it came. It's kind of the, the awareness of Abraham with God, of the people of Abraham, the generation of Abraham was started from the, from the sidelines, not from, not from the main cities, so to speak. So islands don't really mean islands, necessarily. It means islands. Why not? I, I don't know. Islands. What islands? Island means that places that not too many people live, and it's they're far, they're far away. Well, I mean, but are they talking about like Sicily or sorry, or, 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 or? And look, look, it's written about Abraham. Abraham is called the Hebrew, right? Abraham the Hebrew. Why is he called the Hebrew? Why is the name Hebrew? Because he spoke Hebrew. The other side. Other side, Ivory, of uh, other side of the well, literally the other side of the Euphrates, but other the other side, side of the world. Other side of the Euphrates. <laughs> Maybe it's this is island. I don't know what's considered that. The point is, islands are which island exactly doesn't make a difference. It's a metaphor. Well, that's what I was asking. Yeah, it was a metaphor. A metaphor is that people in small places. I mean, ghettos are islands. About, huh? Ghettos are islands. Ghettos know, are islands. No, no, I don't think in this sense it was islands. How would they know about this? How do you know about the news? Yeah, they're like a thousand miles away. Email. Or is this, are you talking about hundreds of miles away? First of all, the news spread. Yeah, it, it just means that people and, from far and, and Abraham, distant. Yeah, and Abraham, Abraham, Abraham himself I mean, it made this his business to travel. Abraham was a traveler to spread the belief of God. Whatever island that means, maybe, maybe, maybe it was little islands right in the Middle East. It doesn't have to go out too far. No, I got the right. sense that they that they were implying sh like shtetls. You know, I could mean, that's, be, that's, could that's, be. Yeah. But this, the point is, you know, all the families of the earth will bless themselves by you. So you know, it's not only about the Jews, absolutely, and it's not only oh, yeah. about absolutely. the chosen people, but all. The people. Well, that's, the well, that's Abraham, the Abraham is the, the uh, that's an He's Abraham the father of, of all, all nations, the nations. Right. right? And it's so only a matter of if they're ready to take it. Yes, he gave the all nation the kindness. Right. Kindness he gave to all nation. Right. Belief of God he gave to all nation. Absolutely, it's not right. only to By Jews. Example. Yes. He's He's more than example, uh, he was right, teaching it. Right, it was not right. just your fistle by example, yeah. Right. But more than that, yes, absolutely. I mean, like he's the, the army. Farm. He's doing it for the you know, for the other five people. kingdoms. Exactly. Right? He saved he saved Saddam and Gemara. What do you need more? 
אייבה סייב סדה מגמרא. ואני נו דה צדה מגמרא עובד. מה אדוני תודה בו גוד? It's already written before, before the war, this war. The Tzadom Gemora are very sinful people. And still Abraham saved Tzadom Gemora because he thought maybe, maybe he can bring them around. And basically God gave them a chance, another chance. They were taken as captives because they were bad. Came Abraham and saved them and gave them another chance. They still continue to be bad. Then they were destroyed by God. That's what really happened. Okay. We are, I think, in number six, right? Right. Yet despite all the miracles that the nation saw, God make for Avram, each man carried on, helping his friend to make idols. Each person would encourage his brother, saying, Be strong. Keep on sculpting idols. Okay, okay, okay. First of all, we can laugh. But if you, if you look at the... If you take off the parentheses, it speaks about... Now let's read it without the parentheses. Each man helping his friend would, uh, uh, would encourage, encourage is really a part of the without the parentheses, be strong, uh, uh, his brother saying, be strong. Right? This is not bad. Each man encouraging his brother. It became this line without the contact, became a line whenever the Jew, Jews want to get together. And they say we are coming to unite, to give strength to each other. They quote this line. Then you write, they did it for idol worshipping, but you know, the story of, the, of last week's parasha with the, with the people of the tower, the, the, the generation of the tower of Babel. Why God didn't make a flood against them? Because they were working man to man. Because they were united. They were united. Unity is the biggest blessing in the world. Even you do something against God, God still loves you because you're united. Then when the when the idol worshippers are united, that's a problem. I thought you said they're united. Huh? He said, if, once you're, if you're united, you're, you're good. You can be united for good things and united for bad Yeah, you can be united for bad things. That's a problem. Usually the guys who are united are for bad things. The guys who are all for good things are always fighting with each other. Oh, I agree. This way, this way, this way. The guys who are doing the bad things are united and encouraged. And ISIS, there is a lot of unity there. <laughs> well, that's true. That's a problem. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what Jonathan Sachs says about Babel, that... Uh, that represented imperialism. In other words, the unity was a negative thing because it meant a loss of freedom, a loss of particularity. Of, of, uh, of a free, free, freedom of choice, yeah. For each person, it was more controlled. It was like dictatorship. Right, so he says that uh, you know, God punished them to, you know, because they were already nations that spoke different languages before. Babel. And they you wanted know, to make it one language. Nation. Right. Now they wanted one language, which was, you know, not good, because then you couldn't have your own individual identity. Mm -hmm. So he, he, he I mean, it's it was a not good. It was not good, not so much because of individuality, that's a nice take, it's true. No, but not, not no. individual identity. Yeah, but also group. it was not good because the agenda was to create a, 
their own God. They became God. They said, we'll be so strong together, nothing will be against us. Nobody can go against us. They wanted to make a name. Yeah, they, that's the tradition. It was, it was like, like it they was, wanted no, to be was, independent. Of it God. was like being like communism. You understand what I'm saying? Right. We are the strong. We don't need anybody. We can make it. We know what's right. Basically, they wanted to become God. Mm. Well, what Stalin? They Stalin thought they, Stalin is God. <laughs> Hitler right. thought he's God. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Um, seven. Number seven, please. When a carpenter would make an idol, he would hurry the goldsmith to finish off the idol's coating quickly. The one who smooths the idol with the small mallet would hurry the blacksmith who did the initial metal work, beating very hard with the large hammer. It means they didn't give up on the idols. No matter how many miracles they saw, nothing helped. Continue. The one who glued the idol together would say with glee about the glue, it's good, and he would fasten the metal coating onto the idol with nails so that it should not fall off. Exactly. But number eight, but you, Israel? Uh, but you, Israel, are not like them because you are my servants, children of Yaakov. I chose you to be my people because you are the descendants of Abraham, who loved me and separated from idol worship. Who loved me, Avram Oyavi. Jacob is called my servant. Abraham is called the one who loved me. I the one I love, the one who loved me. Obviously God loved them, but it was it came from Abraham's love to God. It's like, it's like my friend. Uh, Avram is a guy who loves me. Jacob was already guarded from Isaac, he guarded from his father, from his grandfather. It was more a servant type of attitude. He did what Hashem told him. It was love there too, but it wasn't that he found God, he discovered that he... You know, the, who was the real pioneer? They were. They were. Right. So not by their merit. I mean, as the Jewish people, you know, they sinned and they did things that were wrong, but it was for the sake of Abraham that he stayed with them. It's like, it's like somebody, you know, you, um, you give a job to a young man because his grandfather did you an unbelievable favor. Right. And that's a whole different story. It's, it's, it's this, it's this, but he always, he always reminds, the little gun sound reminds you. My grandfather asked me, <laughs> and your grandfather, how can you, he loved me. It's a whole different discussion. We come to God, you know, we are the children of Abraham. Remember Abraham? The only one who loved you, nobody else cared. Only guy. That's Abraham. Not to get too far off the track, but Nachmanides is probably Abraham's biggest critic. And in four or five places no, he says that Abraham it. sinned by doing A, B, C, by, and D. By going to Egypt, <laughs> by going this, yeah. Do, doing a lot of different things. Why do you think Nachmanides took that kind of position in light of almost everybody else who said, you know, look, Abraham is the founding father here. He, it's everything. Is I'll, tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. There is another thing that in Nachmanides' commentary that's being lost. Nachmanides not, the, the first, for example, the first story. God told Abraham to go to Israel. He went to Canaan, right? He came to Canaan, it was a famine. Abraham left to Egypt. Now, some people say, most of the commentators said there was nothing to it. He left to Egypt. Ahmadi said, why well, left to Egypt? He should stay in Israel, right? Mm -hmm. 
But what he says, because of that, he says, what happened? We ended up in Egyptian exile. He says, exile. because of that, we end up in Egyptian exile. He says, when, when Abraham left Egypt, a few days later, he was a rich man because Pharaoh paid him off for touching, trying to touch Sarah and all of this. That he came, they came back. That he came, came out from Egypt rich. He says, therefore, the Jewish people, when they left Egypt, they left rich. Right? With all the wealth, clean up Egypt. He says, because Pharaoh couldn't touch Sarah, therefore the Egyptians did not touch uh, the Jewish people when they were in Egypt. That Nachmanides is not criticizing Abraham. Nachmanides is sending here an unbelievable fundamental concept. Whatever Abraham did affected his generations to come. That's what he's saying. He's giving Abraham a lot of credit. That's how you look at it. You understand what I'm saying? He's saying Abraham's life paved the way to everything that happened later. Abraham came to Israel, the Jewish people in Israel. He ended up to Egypt, they ended up in Egypt. He came out rich, they came Whatever happened to him, happened to them. And it's, and it's giving the most credit to Abraham that everything that happened to the Jewish people is because Abraham, Abraham moved his, his spoon like this. And Rashi says the same ideas about Abraham served the... He gave bread. He gave bread to the angels. Next week's parsha. Therefore, God gave manna to the Jewish people by himself. Abraham's told, "Let water be fetched. Somebody else should bring water." Therefore, the water came to Moses, yeah. not from God himself. Really, if you think about it, in the in the in the in the in the desert, what makes more sense? Water should come from heaven, right? Rain comes from heaven. And food comes from the earth, right? That's normal. What happened in the desert? The food came from heaven and the water came from the earth. Explain me this. It got every, in the desert was everything upside down. But part of it is whatever Abraham did himself, God did for his children. Whatever Abraham sent a messenger. That means to say Abraham, every move that he made, it was like you take a, you make a, you take a, a small tree, every scratch you made will be a big scratch and it'll grow up big. You understand what I'm saying? Or in today's medical world, every semen that you, you either play with it in the, in the laboratories, they can make a, a little damage. They can, the person can, now, can come out damaged. Abra, that, that Nachmanides is not criticizing Abraham, that's not the way I say it. I say it as a way of saying, showing how whatever happened later in the Jewish history is what Abraham did. So does Abraham cause that, or is he simply a reflection of... He caused that, but okay. it doesn't mean he caused a bad thing. God wanted him to go to Egypt, end up in Egypt. Everything what he did in small scale, you know, when you, uh, when, when you in a shadow, you make a little move here, makes a huge shadow, moves a lot. That's what, what Abraham did in small scales, what is big scales later. And how did that reflect on the fact that when... Abraham left, you know, the Egyptians paid him a lot of money. Didn't he just well, leave. Why don't you just kill him? I'll tell you. Kill him. Why, why give back Sarah? I, 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 okay, let's start with the story. I mean, the story I, is simple. He came to Egypt. He knew that they, they are very moral people, the Egyptian. If it's your wife, they will kill the husband. Then she's not married. Then they can take the wife. Moral people. But with this morality, he says, you know what, how about if you say that you're my sister? Because no good will be, that by the way, all the modern uh, commentators criticize Abraham. How did he say you will live and I will live because of it? 
What will be better? You're in a Nazi Germany. If you are a husband and wife, they will kill the husband. She will be left alone. Isn't better they should say they are brothers and sisters sure. and he will be there to help her, to look for her? The Abraham said, I'll say I'm your sister. Fine, I'm your brother. She was taken to, to, Pharaoh, to Pharaoh's house. Pharaoh that night, his whole system was shut down. He understood something is wrong. He asked her, Sarah, tell me, is this really your brother? Said, no, 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 he's actually my husband. Oh, my God. He, got, he knew, understood right away why he got it. After that, you don't kill Abraham. And he's realized that God is with this man. And if you kill him, God will punish him even worse. Can you imagine he only tried to touch his wife? Look what happened to her. I'm just, I'm just amazed at the fear that they had and the respect they had. These people, these people believed in gods, but they believed in a higher power. You understand what I'm saying? You see it, and that's very important point. Well, they believed in gods, but you know, Abraham's god was just another god. A stronger god. He was stronger. Oh, right. Right. but what I mean to say, for so example, the story of Jonah, right? They were on the boat. There is a storm. What they ask each other? Who is the cause of the storm? That they draw a raffle to okay. see. Who thinks like this today? Oh, let's take check the weather. Is there a storm because there is a strong wind coming from? No strong wind. The storm must be because of one of us. We just need to figure out who is the one who is causing the storm. It's a different way of thinking. The same thing is by Pharaoh. Pharaoh is not messing around. Abraham's God is stronger. Don't mess around with them. And it's true they were idol worshippers, but they believed in, in higher power. They believed in, in, in being accountable. In their own confused no, way. No, I understand. It just, it just seems if they believed in that, then the later events wouldn't have happened the same way. You're right, you're right. You're right. That, that's why. <laughs> you know, belief doesn't always go the right. It doesn't always guide every step that's of your life. the Pharaoh who knew not Joseph, remember? Uh, well, I understand. They forgot, they forgot about what well, happened. But, that, a but that's years what's so beautiful about this whole thing. <laughs> that's, really, it's humanity. A minute before you say, God, whatever you say, I'll do everything. A minute later. You're right. Moses, you were four hours well, late. I don't have to go to Pharaoh. I can look at myself in the mirror. I don't have to go to Pharaoh. Well, that's true. Okay, where are we, for heaven's sake? <laughs> but Number, you, Israel. Yeah, go for it. Nine. Number eight. But you, Israel, are not like them because you are my servants. No, no, we'll be ready. Nine. Yeah. Number nine. nine. In the future? In the future, I will grasp you from the corners of the earth and call to release you from the control of its powerful people. I told you, you are my servant from the time that I have chosen you and I have not despised you. I, from the time I have chosen you, I did not despise you. The Jewish people at that time felt that they were lost. They were given up. God doesn't care for them. That's what the nations of the world said. You see, God doesn't care for you anymore. The, God, the prophet says, no, I never despised you. I chose you by Abraham, and forever and ever you'll be the chosen people. I never gave up on you. Number 10. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Do not turn away, thinking that I have abandoned you, because I am your God, as I have always been. I strengthen you with positive words of comfort. I helped you from the very beginning. When you were in the hands of the enemy, I supported you with my righteous right hand. God says, do not be afraid. I'm with you, wherever you go. Don't give up. I, was, I helped you, and I will help you, and I'm always next to you. Number 11. Indeed, all those who are angry with you will eventually be shamed and embarrassed. 
Those who quarrel with you will be like nothing and perish. Even if you will seek them, you will not find the men who fight with you. The men who wage war with you will be null and void. For I am God, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Don't fear, I will help you. Well, that's very powerful. Yes, I will bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. And here is, that's and why this is the Torah of this Parsha, because it's reiterating the same thing right. about Abraham, about the Jewish people. Don't mess with the Jews. <laughs> exactly. Who told me? I read, really, I read this, said somebody, his mother told them, do not mess with the Jews. A leader in America that someone that she, she taught him, his mother told him, do not mess with the Jews. I spoke about him a while ago. Well, come to me. You know, we were on a tour recently in Spain, and the tour guide, Spanish uh, guy, you know, we just were talking about 1492 and the Inquisition, mm -hmm. and he acknowledged that they made, you know, they made a big mistake. <laughs> and they exiled the Jews. And then they said the same thing. They went to Portugal and they exiled the Jews. And after each time, they went downhill. Absolutely. And they know that. Now they know that. After all these after centuries. The, the, the problem is only <laughs> now they know it. <laughs> yeah, right. you, but you're right. The Medrash points it out. That right. Every country, you got rid of the Jews. As long as the majority of the Jewish people was in this country, it was the most powerful country. Right. The moment the Jews were thrown out or left, Right. The country went down. It was in Egypt, it was in Rome, it was right. in Greece, it was in Spain, everywhere. It yeah. was in Russia. Right. Now the majority of the Jewish people are kind of in America or in Israel. That's why Israel is such a strong country. It's not Israel, it's the Jewish people. Wherever the Jews go, the majority of the Jews go, God is with them. And the majority of the Jews in America. Europe chased out the Jews, now they have it. Let them enjoy it. <laughs> Um, let's continue. Number 14, right? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Mark? Do not fear, children of Yaakov, people of Israel, who are as weak as a worm, whose only strength is in its mouth, i.e. prayer. I have helped you in the past, says Hashem, and I, the Holy One of Israel, will be your Redeemer in the future. Mm -hmm. I have made you into a new uh, grooved threshing hammer with sharp edges. You will thresh king mighty as mountains and crush them fine and make hills like shaft. Basically. <laughs> it's pretty graphic. Very descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> it will, they can destroy you. They see the mountain, the, the, the Jews will, will put the mountain into, into and uh, will rob them off. Get rid of the big mountains. Number 15, 16. You will carry them? Or you will scatter, scatter them? The wind will carry them away, and a storm will scatter them. You will rejoice with God and praise yourself for trusting in the Holy One of Israel. And the bottom line is, you have to have trust in God. And God will be stronger than every, the whole world put together, and he will be standing on the side of the Jewish people. And the message to us is, from this Haftorah, that's more adding to the parasha, is the idea that Abraham loved God, and the, and the legacy of Abraham is to love God. The legacy of Abraham is not just to go around and be kind to people and feed them. It's more than that. It's love God. A part of, kind, of loving God is to share the belief of God with everybody else. If you love somebody, you want everybody to know that he's so great. 
That's what they was a bang busy. Says he discovered God and he loves him. He said, I have to tell you, I love somebody. Then he went to the other one. That was God. That was Abraham. It wasn't about that he was, he was opening a food bank. You got it? Mm -hmm. Abraham didn't open a food bank. 